Hi, and welcome to The Light Leaders, a podcast for light workers who want more money, power, and impact. I'm your host, Alex E. Lember. I believe that we are currently in the middle of a global awakening of humanity and that leveraging entrepreneurship is the fastest way to raise the consciousness of our planet. So in this podcast, I interview light workers and conscious entrepreneurs who follow their soul mission and have built a business around it. I call them light leaders, and this is the new paradigm. You will hear their stories and more importantly, receive tools, tips, and strategies on how you can also impact more people and grow your business while following your soul mission. If you hear little nuggets you love and you'd like to share, Screenshot this episode and share on your Instagram stories. Make sure to tag us at the Light Leaders Podcast and we will repost. Hi and welcome to the Light Leaders Podcast. Today I'm with Monty Hook. His mission is to expand businesses that activate this movement of conscious leadership to move humanity forward into an emergent future of restoration the restoration of nature, the restoration of ancient and timeless wisdom, and the restoration of an abundant and connected humanity. He creates this through helping CEOs to scale businesses that are aligned to the mission through his consulting and offshore staffing company, The Exponential, and business accelerator, Lighthouse. He is also an equity partner and sits on the board of several other companies in a mentoring advisory role. He is also a passionate speaker and host of his own successful podcast show called The Rabbit Hole. Monty, welcome to the show. Thank you, brother. And so we're actually in your studio that uh, I'm, I'm using here, so I'm happy well, to have you in this chair. This is, a, this is a shared studio. This is mm. not just for me. That was always my hope. That was all, always my wish. And this is not the Monty show. This is mm -hmm. all about me hopefully supporting people like yourself mm. to get important messages out to the world. So thank you. Thank you. And that's beautiful. As I was reading the introduction, I had goosebumps because that's uh, exactly what I stand for too. And um, I'm, I'm excited about this interview because I feel, um, of course, it's for the listener and we'll talk about how to grow your business. I'm at a place where I'm close to six figures and aiming at going seven figures while keeping my freedom lifestyle. And I feel you've achieved that and we're on that same mission. So really excited um, to ask you questions directly. And through me, it's going to be for the listener too. Just before we get started, um, you look like a strong, healthy man. So I'm curious, what was your morning routine this, mo uh, this morning? I'm Actually, well, I was just sharing before that I ended up in the doctor yesterday. I've been to the doctor three times now in five years, twice because I had infections from surfing and once because yesterday I had an allergic reaction to something. Hmm. Um, I don't go to the doctor for things that I don't need to. Um, so that was very strange for me, but uh, I was asleep by 7 p.m., so that was unusual for me. But this morning, woke up 5 a.m., um, yeah, my morning routine is normally I get up, I, the first thing I do is I have um, fresh lemon, mm -hmm. some uh, Himalayan salt and apple cider vinegar, drink that down. Mm. I do some movement. So for about 15 minutes, I do some yoga, stretching, uh, Pilates movements. Depending on how my body feels, I might do some resistance in there as well and some hanging. Um, so movement to me is very important in the morning. Uh, and then I would usually do a short meditation, 20 minutes. Uh, and then it just depends what I got on for the day. I generally don't turn my phone on for a few hours. Mm. I'll take the dogs down to the beach for a walk. Mm. Um, so the first few hours is really just setting up the day uh, without any distractions. I'm not really getting into any work mode or anything mm. yet. Yeah, thank you. Um, I think that's that's beautiful. And we'll see how we can combine that that freedom and that mindful lifestyle with also getting stuff done. Yeah. Um, to give a bit of context to the listener, I'd love you to expand. I mean, I told about it in the intro, but if you want to expand a little bit on yeah. your vision for the world and how what you do through your business is helping bringing that into manifestation. Yeah, so what I'm really interested in uh, personally is, is 
uh, I'm really passionate about the idea that humanity has to connect back to nature. You know, we have to connect. Um, when I say nature, I don't just mean going for a walk in the forest. I mean, we have to connect back to the way that people used to live in terms of the way they used to eat food. And, you know, we've, humanity has destroyed so much of the planet. You know, we've killed so, so much of the wildlife and um, we eat really bad food and we've destroyed soil um, and we're anxious and we've got depression and there's all these things going on. And every single problem, as far as I'm concerned, can be solved by each one of us connecting back to nature, right? And uh, living a more natural kind of life. But then, then the question begs, how do we do that in a way that is aligned with new technology and the way, you know, innovation and humanity moving forward? And I do think those things can be bridged together. Um, so that's what I'm really, you know, I guess that's the what I'm passionate about that's what the underlying kind of thing is um but the way my vehicle i guess is business i had my first business when i was eight years old um and that's all i've ever known the only job i've ever had was working in a bar like back in the day um so everything i've ever done is entrepreneurial um and these days i my focus is more on helping other people so yeah i've got my business projects and they're pretty well managed for the most part i do have a business project here in bali but the idea behind that is really to support you know, mm. other conscious leaders to get their message out to the world. Um, and I'm on the board of, uh, I think, five other companies. And in each one of those, they're in different industries. I don't really mind what it is. My thing is more, how can I help that organization and the CEO, the leaders of that business, to, uh, to run their business in a way that is conscious and ethical and mm. has this undertone of uh, helping helping humanity so I hope that answers your question yeah it does it does and how do you do it uh, a little bit more precisely uh, um, are you building a community are you doing it through one-on-one mentorship a course yeah so look my thing is I'm a very good mentor like one-on-one I'm very good I'm very intuitive if I sat down with you I would know I would know and spent quality time with you and understanding mm-hmm. your business, I would be able to rip it apart and I could very easily show you the exact steps, what you need to do to, mm. to move forward. But to me, that's in a one-on-one capacity. Mm-hmm. And I think that's because, um, you know, this, this lifetime of wisdom that mm. I guess, you know, having businesses my whole life um, has allowed me to tune into understanding patterns. And, mm. you know, so when I sit with somebody one-on-one, mm-hmm. I really get it. So, Group coaching has never been a thing for me. It's not my vehicle. Um, so I'm more interested in working with a few businesses. So I, I do consulting, but I don't work with too many people at the mm-hmm. one time. Um, I, my goal is to have equity stake in about a dozen mm-hmm. businesses and then help those kind of expand and, and keep moving okay. forward. And then, you know, keep doing my other stuff. If, you know, I'll, I'll probably start speaking again and doing stuff you know, yes. from stage and, um, yeah. And that one-on-one mentorship, can it be done in 30 minutes? In 30 minutes? <laughs> Not a chance. No. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I can, I can, I could do a lot in 30 minutes, mm-hmm. but I'm not interested. My thing is um, working with people long-term. Yeah. That's my, that's my yeah. thing. If, if somebody's not willing to, I think I'm a very good business partner. Mm. Right, so... If the reason the reason I'm I'm asking is um, I think it would be interesting to dive into it maybe with me. Yeah. Okay. Got it. <laughs> cool. Maybe not completely as, sure, as sure. a session, but maybe I'll have a few questions that sure, sure. Where, where you can make absolutely it a little bit um, a little bit more relevant. But I, I might have questions on that. But first, cool. I'd love to know a little bit more about your hero's journey. Okay. Um, like what led you to having a spu- more spiritual awakening, mm. I guess, at some point, or, or I, I, being more devoted to that mission of connecting to nature, because that's not something we're usually taught in no, it's not. Western societies. Yeah, and it's, it's probably, you know, I, I think people are, uh, I think I'm unassuming in the sense that people would look at me and go, oh, that doesn't look like a spiritual guy. Mm. But I'm completely cool with that because uh, to me, if you're, you know, anybody who needs to wear a badge or a personality mm. to show that they're spiritual 
by default means they're not being spiritual, mm. right? So um, my journey is I had my first business when I was eight years old. So I, I think it's just I've had so many life lessons and falling on my face and getting slapped around. Uh, I was very lucky that my uh, my grandparents, they 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 were spiritual and i think they nurtured me in many in many ways and they had something like my grandmother tells a story of how she's died three times and so i i really gravitated towards them and there was these subtle lessons um but i had spiritual experiences when i was young so mm-hmm. i had out of body experience when i was 4 years old um i saw spirits when i was young so i always ha- I, I i say that i'm blessed for those experiences mm-hmm. because it, it gave me the understanding that there's more than this physical. There's more. There's something beyond, and it wasn't something that I was ever proactively pursuing. Mm. Uh, and for a very long time, it was something that was just kind of you know just in the memory bank. Mm. I didn't do anything with it. Uh, but certainly through personal development mm. in my twenties, reading a lot of books, business. Uh, I think as an entrepreneur, you'd naturally gravitate towards mm. personal development. Um, Entrepreneurship is the best personal development, and then that kind of opened up the gateways, I guess, to to more spiritual practices. Mm. Um, and in the last ten years, I've you know been on some some journeys doing plant medicine and mm. South America and different things, and yeah. um, I think that's all kind of led me to this place mm. where I am here in Bali. And obviously, you know, you and I and many people here are called to Bali for you know for that life. So. Mm. It's interesting to see because it's pretty rare in our Western society that it's been something that started even at a young age. I know for me, for example, it's, it's been yeah. I think it. You're right. It gets beaten out of people because mm. society, um, you know, society kind of has these unwritten rules of, uh, you know, get a good education, get a job, follow the follow the process, and if if you were to do that then it's highly unlikely you're going to mm. have any kind of spiritual experiences. Um, but I, I'm just blessed that I was always a rebel. Mm. I was never going to be anything other than an entrepreneur. Um, I was never going to conform. I was never, mm. uh, and never will. Um, so I guess I'm just blessed in, in that sense. Uh, I, I definitely think that entrepreneurship is a, is a, um, entrepreneurship and spirituality, they can, you know, they're a bridge to each other, mm. I think. Yes, it's interesting, those very incarnated things like business or relationships. Sometimes when you think you're spiritual and then you re-enter uh, that world, you realize you're not that enlightened. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and look, there's a lot of people going around saying, you know, you know, wearing the badge of how enlightened they are. And it's like, yeah, you're not enlightened. <laughs> yeah, it's a paradox in itself. Yeah. Talk about it that much. And, um yeah, I'd love to talk about how, so you're a business person. You also love your lifestyle. You're a surfer into personal development. And um, you, t- you told me about how people are making business decisions based on, on their lifestyle. And mm-hmm. that's kind of a mistake. So how, or, or yeah. what I understood. So how do you combine having a great lifestyle, having a great business life, but at the same time, having a different mindset for the two? Or? Yeah, so so look, one of the things that I, it's when you're first starting out in business, and this is the, if you were to follow a traditional business, mm-hmm. you, you would kind of have to build a team, right? Mm-hmm. Like back in the day, you would have a bricks and mortar business. Yeah. And the paradigm of building a business back then was you are getting into something where you know you're going to have to spend money, mm-hmm. right? To keep growing mm-hmm. right but now everything's online mm-hmm. people can very easily become a coach and a, an expert in something and you know and they can make money people can make money very very easily online and to me is that a business i don't really know people like to call mm-hmm. themselves an entrepreneur and whatnot but the reason people are attracted to that obviously is freedom mm-hmm. right but what that means is that they when as they start to you know make money let's say hypothetically somebody's making a hundred thousand dollars a year typically people get very used to that hundred thousand dollars a year right so they have a lifestyle which matches their income Mm -hmm. so when it comes to decisions to when it comes to building their business if they had to hire somebody for fifty thousand dollars a year 
Well, all of a sudden, mm. that means their lifestyle is gone. So it's very rare that somebody would make that decision. Mm. So what that means is they're making decisions to try to fill gaps, mm-hmm. right? So meaning, okay, I've got this small problem in the business. Okay, I've got to get some um, social media done, right? So I'm going to find the cheapest person possible because I don't want to affect my lifestyle, mm. right? But is that the best decision for the business? Mm. Not likely. It's the best decision for mm. them trying to save money so they yeah. can maintain their lifestyle. Yeah. If they had purely the paradigm of, I'm going to grow a business, they would be okay with the idea, I'm not going to make any money for five years and I'm going to spend it all on growing a business. Right? That's probably that's easy for me because mm. I've been there and done it. Um, so if I lost everything today, I'd be fine because I would know how to build it back. Mm. Um, but I think that's when we're talking about that's the mistake that people make. And that's where people need to make the decision of are they actually wanting to grow a business or do they just want a lifestyle? Mm. There's nothing wrong with just wanting the lifestyle. Okay. But what they have to understand is if you're going to live your – if you're going to make money mm-hmm. and then your priority is to maintain that money, well, then that's the opposite of growing a business, mm. right? So you've mm. got to make a decision. Do you want to grow the business, which means you're going to have to make yeah. some sacrifices. Yeah. So that's what I mean, yeah. That's such an interesting distinction, um, and we're going to talk about the one on, on growing your business. For example, for me at the moment, I'm, I'm at a stage where I'm very happy. I have a freedom lifestyle, making uh, enough w- way enough money to live like a king in Bali. But I want more. I want to have more yeah. impact. Uh, I want to. Um, I'm also on that same mission. So then, I think I still have a bit that belief that uh, growing a business might take away from my freedom. Do you feel do you feel that's the case to start with? Okay, so uh, I think again it's the same. It's the same thing. Um, people kind of look at me and go, "All right, well, you've made it, mm-hmm. right? You've made it." It's like, yeah, sure, I hustled hard. I did a lot of hard work, and um, to lead me to this point now, where I have choices, mm-hmm. I could still be hustling and growing probably much mm-hmm. more. Um, but I, I don't think that there's any shortcut. Mm. So you've got to make a choice. Do you want to grow something substantial? Mm-hmm. In which case, there are no shortcuts. You're going to have to do the work and you're going to have to sacrifice right, for some period of time. right? So is it possible to uh, – so your question is, is it possible to maintain to, – to keep growing mm-hmm. while having some level of freedom? Mm. Well – to me, freedom is first of all is a state of mind, mm-hmm. right? If what the question, if what we're talking about in terms of freedom is, I get to spend my days, mm-hmm. you know, doing what I want to do, and it's that's not working. Well, no, I don't think you can. Okay. I think if you want to build a business, right, to the point where you can remove yourself out of it, mm-hmm. right? Well, that's a very different thing to finding that balance. Is it possible to have a lifestyle business? So let me let me get down to the details. You got a number of choices. One is you can do reasonably well on your own. Right? Mm-hmm. You could make a hundred grand a year just on your own, and then from there you might have a lifestyle that you really like, right? But you don't have choices in that. Like it's going to be difficult for you to then uh, make more money without sacrificing the, mm. you know your freedom. Okay. okay. You can, as you start to build a team, yeah. you can get to a point which is probably around about eight to 12 staff, mm-hmm. right, where you can start to remove yourself out yeah. to the point where you have a lot more freedom, mm-hmm. right? You're gonna ha- but you're going to have to go through some pain points where you're going to have to nurture some leaders. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to build the systems. Yeah. And that comes through the sacrifice of hard work. So to go from... The freedom lifestyle there to the freedom mm. business, no. You mm. can't jump from that to that. Okay. There is a space in between where you're going to have to hustle for years mm-hmm. and you have to be prepared to do that. Okay. Right? And then there's another tipping point where at, if you go beyond sort of that 12 staff, what happens there is you start duplicating roles. You start putting in new managers mm. and then the dynamics of the business change because what happens is you might have people that have been with you from the start and then all of a sudden you need a chief operating officer, mm. right? So you bring in a new person, but that new person, now all your old people are pissed off 
right? Because you've brought in a new person over and above mm-hmm. them. So then you start getting all these different dynamics okay. in the business. And what happens is the journey from 12 to 25 staff, mm. you lose a lot of people. You're changing, you're changing the dynamics of the business. But what happens is if you can push to like 25 people, mm. you then have a high performance business where you can then just be kind of like a, a chairman, mm. right? That's, that's, a, that's a high performance business. So you can have the high performance business at that level. You can have the lifestyle you know, performance business at around 8 to 12 staff. Or you can just be have the, the freedom lifestyle. Okay. You say there's no shortcuts. If I hire you as a business mentor, isn't that yes. a shortcut? It, it is in a sense. It's a shortcut in the sense of uh, getting lessons and wisdom which could ultimately fast track. Instead of spending 10 years hustling, you might be able to do it in five. Okay. But <laughs> my thing is, I wouldn't work with somebody who isn't prepared to do that work mm. because I know that they wouldn't have the resilience and the grit to okay. push through what, what I know mm. is, is coming. Now, that's not right for everybody and that's okay, mm. right? It's not, it's not for everybody. Um, and it, obviously, there's varying factors, right? I mean, mm. you can make some people make really great money, like a couple hundred grand a year just on their own. So, you know, you could kind of scale to that but that's not scaling a business that's scaling Mm. your expertise or or whatever Mm. um you know but at a certain point you're going to have to bite the bullet and start hiring people and you know spending money on studios and doing this kind of stuff right it's like if you want to do something more substantial you're just going to have to spend money okay yeah look i'll see i'd I'd love to prove you wrong on that but of course i don't have your your expertise and uh, i know some people who i feel have built seven figure businesses while keeping um um, a lot of their freedom and do not, not resonate with the word hustling. Yeah. But, I mean, if you were to really break down what they did mm-hmm. in the last however many years, yeah. did they not spend a period of time, like, really hustling? I, th- I think it depends also. Um, they would be very consistent and dedicated, mm-hmm. but sometimes the dedication might be to certain uh, pra- personal growth practices, yeah. for example. Like they'd be very dedicated on point, but not that much working the traditional sense. Yeah, yeah. And also there's varying factors, you know, like business partners and things mm. like that. You know, there's all, all sorts of things to come into play. But as a, you know, it's, it's, it's just the numbers, right? Mm. I mean, if you're going to lay down on the table 100 successful people, yeah. right, 99 of mm. them have, have, have had some period of time where they had yeah. to grind for something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it'd be, it'd be to the listener... Um, kind of choose, choose what you want. Yeah, but I, exactly. But I also think that, that like if you build something substantial, well, then your next problem is how do I keep that, mm. right? Then the lessons and the character that you develop from that grind is the thing that will help you keep that and mm. go beyond that, mm. right? So I, I think there's, there's, there's more to... Um, you know, more to that hustle that we're talking about. And look, I'm, I'm the opposite of hustle now, mm. right? Mm. You know, my thing now is I have people around me doing everything mm. and I have the ability to make things move around me. Mm. Can you tap into, you know, uh, certain ways of being that help you, you know, to be that way and get real leverage and 100% for mm. sure. And, but I, I, I just happen to think that having the willingness to do the work mm-hmm. is the factor. Mm. If you're not willing to do that, well, then you're looking for the shortcut. You're looking for the lazy way out, right? That to me is like questionable. Mm. Okay. But that being said, I don't have all the answers. I'm sure there's of people course. who've done it. <laughs> I just know out of 100 people I know, 99 have done what mm. I've done. Mm. Yeah. yeah, and it might be different also with... The internet and in, in some new paradigm ways, but yeah. we'll see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think well, what's really interesting. So, how many people do you have in your team now? Outsourcing? So, uh, okay, so we've got about two hundred staff, which is mm. they're the product working for businesses, and then my internal team's about twenty or so. Okay, um, and then I've got partners and people in Australia and people here in Bali. Yeah. Mm. And um, 
yeah, do you feel like I feel so I've started working with an assistant in the Philippines. Yep. And I feel like it forces me to be really structured. So yep. I remember you told me hire someone yeah. is a good thing to do. Uh, like, yeah. Why? Uh, for, for a number of reasons. Um, one is... Because just to finish on that, a lot of um, the listeners might be solopreneurs, yeah. coaches, and tend to do, and I was in that too, and yeah. I still probably am so, so doing look, everything myself. Yeah, so look, let me approach it this way. There's, there's a, the, the, the reasons why people don't build a team, one is it's the expense out of the pocket. The second reason is control. They don't like giving mm -hmm. up control. It's like what people look at is, okay, I can do something and this task takes me two hours. I'm going to give it to somebody else and it takes them four hours, right? So they get pissed off about that. Mm -hmm. Well, I can do it in two. Why can't you do it in two, right? So they're making their judgment on that. But what I say is this. If you could pay somebody for four hours and that person costs you $10 an hour, well, it costs you $40. If you can do it in two and you're choosing not to pay the $40, you're valuing yourself at $20 per hour. Mm -hmm. You are telling yourself, I am worth $20 an hour. If you were to put a dollar rate on how much you were worth, what would you say? Like everyone's going to say, I'm worth 100, 250. Mm. They're going to come up with some kind of number. So make business decisions based on that, right? So you will never ever get somebody who's going to do something as well as you, right? But what I found over the years, if you give people the space and the opportunity, mm. like I've got guys that have been with me for six years and they're not doing the, the mm. same job that I gave them in the start. Mm. I've nurtured what their abilities are mm. into what's right for them and then now a critical part of my business mm. right so generally what happens is when you're starting out you're looking to fill gaps it's like you've got a gap in the business yeah. and it's like i gotta get this task done right now that's all well and good but what people should be doing if they want to build a team is start to look at all right well yes there's these tasks i've got to get done but think more about how can I build a team? Think of it like mm. who are the people rather than putting a person in place to fill the tasks. Mm. Like find quality, talented people that you can mold and work, work with. All right. So I don't know if this answers your question in any it way, does. shape or form, but yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And, and I feel um gets you used also to like – I feel it's, it, it's kind of a block at the beginning, but once yeah. you do it, you get used to it, so, and then you can hire more. So look, and, here's, here, and the reason why it's good, like you point out, is you have to, where a lot of people get stuck in hiring, is they don't know what they're doing. Like it gets to a certain point where you're just doing everything unconsciously, and it's your unconscious confidence, mm. and you don't know, you don't even know what you do. Yeah. So this is the process which I help, you know, which I talk about, and that's unpacking, right? Mm. And that is deconstructing everything that you do and i've got an exercise for this mm. it's very useful process to go through if you were to deconstruct everything that you did in a day you'd be very surprised what is menial what is shit what is <laughs> useful mm. right so if you were to deconstruct everything you did in a day right there's going to be three categories one is high value which only you can do if you're a coach delivering the coaching is high mm. value you can't plug in a virtual system to do that mm. right the third category is the low value which is really easy to give away right now people spend two hours a day on their emails mm. that's ridiculous you should be checking your emails once a day mm. and giving it to somebody else mm. right that's low value that you can very mm. easily give away social media there's a whole bunch of things i mean this right? podcast is a good example so for example here I'll take that time to do the interview because that's going to be hard to replace if I want to be the face of the brand. Exactly. But then um, it's going to go to my um, yeah, exactly. assistant in the Philippines. He's going to do the short videos and the subtitles. Exactly, that. exactly. So some people might be really great at video editing. Mm. But here's the question. Is that the best use of your time? Mm. Is that the highest value to the business? Probably not. So the second, first category is the high value. Second, third category is the low value. Then there's a category in the middle, which is could be somewhere in between, mm. right? So what I say is do the unpacking, give away the low value, and keep everything else. Then just keep going through this process. If you unpack every three months and you just give away your lowest value activities, 
you are constantly going through this process of clearing your plate, right? So imagine this. Mm. Imagine you've got a business and all the tasks are on a plate, right? And you figure everything out and you clear 20% off the plate. You give away 20% mm. and you keep 80%, right? Mm. You do that four times in a year, you've given away 80%, right? And you're left with the 20% high value. So what that means is you as the entrepreneur, you're working on what is your highest and best use mm. and then you're giving everything away. And if you mm. think of anybody who's ever built a business substantially, yeah. if you really want to break it down, that's all they've ever done. Mm. But that works at the smallest scale as well. Okay. Yeah. But that process of unpacking, deconstructing mm. is very useful because it gives you insight to also where you're being productive, not being mm. productive, um, you know, f finding things that uh, you shouldn't be doing, that's for sure. Yeah. Mm. Kind of, of mirrors. I guess it can be confronting sometimes. Exactly. But that's why people should do yeah. it. Yeah. 100%. Mm. Yes. I actually plan to use that unpacking to build my business without hustling too much. I'll, I'll send we'll it see. to you. I'll send it to you. <laughs> no, I'm, I, I'm, I'm all for it. Yeah. Yeah. No, look, I, I do think there is a way to have. A, a balance but mm. um, it's just you're going to get faster results with the hustling mm. and it yeah. does depend on what you're trying to build mm. simple as that yeah yeah definitely yeah um, and yeah so to the listener ima let's imagine a coach that's making close to six figure or like a, a good like a good revenue on their own and they have their lifestyle Like, okay, I want to go to the next level. Yep. First thing, hire someone for some of the, those tasks. I mean, yes. like unpack, hire someone for some of the tasks, yep. maybe get used to it then and then grow this way. And look, the other reason why it's good in hiring people is because it has you start to think bigger. It mm. has you start to think beyond yourself. Mm. Right? You're, th there's different mindset mm. and different paradigm that you need at every mm. stage of the business journey. And the more that you can put yourself in situations mm. where you're changing the dy dynamic mm. of the business and you're forcing something new upon yourself mm. where you're expanding, mm. right? well, that's only going to be good for you and it's only going to be good for the business. You're changing your identity almost. 100%. Now I'm a business owner yes. with someone I hire. A hundred percent, yes. And you've got to step into a bigger version of yourself because mm. all of a sudden you've got leadership and you've got communication and you've got these different things. Like even... Hiring somebody in the Philippines, it's, there's a lot of challenges, mm. right? So one of my greatest lessons, and this is probably useful for people because hiring people in the Philippines is a good first step, right? One of my greatest lessons and the reason I started an outsourcing business was back in 2010 was I was starting to do a lot of outsourcing and shit kept falling apart. And it took me about a year to figure out the common denominator was me, right? It was my communication. Mm. So what tends to happen is when something breaks down, we look at them and we go, you're shit, you made this mistake, you mm. did this. But we don't look at our own communication. So that made me really become accountable for how am I communicating? Mm. Like Maybe I can be more patient. Maybe I can mm. slow down. And that's where this whole idea of you know, really nurturing people and trying to understand where they're at mm -hmm. rather than hey, here's a bunch of tasks, do it or don't do it. And having that transactional kind mm. of mindset, that's the difference between just getting trying to get shit done and mm. trying to build a team. Mm. Yeah. And so to grow while keeping a freedom lifestyle, definitely outsourcing so you can have a team of people yes. and do the task, but also leverage their own um, personality and skills and, and um, yeah, let's say, uh, proactivity. Yeah. Also, I guess you work a lot with automations, trying to automate uh, yeah, so look, systems. Uh, yes. So, but, but, but what I think is this, I think people look too much for automation and gadgets okay. and it's like people are trying to think, okay, well, how can I get more of my time back? Mm. Right? It's like, okay, well, we need to automate, automate this. And, but I think people overthink that part of it um 100 yes there's systems you can put in place but i think if you're at the stage where all right i'm at a crossroads where okay i'm making money and i want to 
get some more time back. Then, yeah, sure, there's some small systems you can put in place, but I think you need to have, if you want to take that leap to the next level, you've got to be thinking about people, mm. right? And then it's using those, you build systems around the people, mm. right? Rather than putting people around the systems. Okay. That's the way that I, I, I think about it because, like I said, I've got people that have been with me for six years and how do I just build a system and said, hey, you've got to fit into this. Mm. Well, then it's all about me. It's not about mm. the team. It's, that's all about me. So automation after the people. Think about the people first and then maybe let them or with them. Or create. With them. Yeah, or with, with them. them, yes. Mm. Yes, 100%. Mm. And, and look, I, I think when you're first starting out, um, you can try to fill gaps with getting tasks done, right? But the sooner you can bring somebody in as a wing man or a wing woman, like somebody who can really support you, mm -hmm. that's really powerful. That's really beneficial because then that is the thing that is going to probably free you more than anything is having a wing person, mm. right? And some, sometimes you've got to pay good money for a wing person. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. And um, you told me about clarity is overrated. What do you mean by that? Clarity is overrated. <laughs> here's, here's, here's what I think. I think people seek clarity so that they have the confidence to make a decision, mm -hmm. right? What I think is a better approach is having confidence, right, to make the decision, just make the fucking decision mm. regardless of what's going to happen, mm. right? The reason I think it's important is because people use clarity as an excuse, mm. right? It, it's a barrier. It gets in the way. They're constantly looking for clarity. I don't have 100% clarity, which, yeah, like which, means, perfectionism a bit. which means I don't have certainty, mm. which means I don't have the confidence to take the action, mm. right? Whereas clarity comes from having the confidence mm. to take the action in the first place, mm. right? And then it's through that you gain your own certainty because, oh, look what I did. I stepped into something, mm. right? And then the clarity comes through the action, right? It's not the other way around. Mm. So this is where I think a lot of um, entrepreneurs, especially solopreneurs in the early stage, mm. get caught up. I think you're better off just doing things trial and error, you know, like just try something, fall on your face. It's like... How can you know what your favorite thing on the menu is if you don't try everything? You're not mm. going to get everything right. If you're trying to get clarity on what is your thing, mm. you could be like sitting there forever trying to figure it out. Mm. I think clarity comes from action. Okay. So you're better yeah. off just taking yeah. action regardless of what's going to unfold and figure it out that way. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I can resonate with that. <laughs> I think probably everybody can because mm. we, we use it as an elegant, unconscious excuse to not take action. Mm. Yeah. And what, what I feel from going to, from your, let's say, solopreneur practice to building more business is starting hiring. There's something also around having the structures around your business, mm. maybe legally setting up a structure, financial um, systems around it so yes. when do you feel the solopreneur um, sh should take care of it in, in the process is it like really more at the beginning so you put your mindset to I'm a big company or do you feel it's it's something you want to kind of take care of as you really start building yeah. your revenue so you just reminded me of something which may be useful and that is um, I think people should play the game for where they are at right mm -hmm. so What I mean by that is a lot of entrepreneurs play a game which is they're, what they're doing is not relevant to where they are at mm. in the business. Um, so I think, and this is where this idea of automation comes in, it's like mm. people are in the early stages and they're trying to automate, but it's like you would automate if you had a lot of complexity. Mm. Wait till you get the complexity. When it comes to the financial side of things, um, I, I think there is value in... Uh, in the idea of being organized, right? So do you need complex systems? No. Mm. 
but a lot of people end up with businesses that are very unorganized and they don't have their accounts and they're paying, you know, they're missing payments and doing that. I think that's that's not a reflection of their business. That's just them being messy in life. Mm. So even if you were just uh, just a solopreneur, like, I mean, how solid are you on paying your bills on time mm. and make, calling other people and paying their, their invoices on time? Um, I think that should be from day one, mm. right? Just don't be in business if you're going to be loose with loose mm. with those things. Um, I think you know with accounting software and stuff like that, it's just better to be super organized, be on top of things. Don't try to cheat tax. Mm. You know, sure, there's you know like people try to think about I'm going to set up tax free and you know in the Bahamas and all this mm-hmm. kind of stuff before they're even making you know, <laughs> decent money. It's yeah. like don't bother with that. Mm. Like, get to that when it's relevant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Definitely, and at the same time, I know for me, setting up a structure, for example, put me in that mindset of yeah, with like hiring so someone. Here, oh, now I'm a business owner, and and I'm I'm open to receive. Yeah, more. yeah. Okay, so um, I, it, it does depend on your on the situation. Does depend mm. on the you know where you're where you're receiving the money, what mm. country you're in. Um, but look. I'll use Australia as an example. If you're making less than $75,000 a year in Australia, there's mm. no point setting up a company. Mm. There's no financial benefit or yeah. gain to setting setting up. Yeah. So if you were to set up a company for the very sake of that's going to put me in a different mindset, I, I think your problem is your mindset. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> it's not your structure. <laughs> right? So I think, like I said, I think... It's, it shouldn't matter. Like mm. you should have the mm. structures which is according to mm. where you're at. And if you need to booby trap your mind <laughs> to force yourself to take different actions so that you feel like you're bigger, mm. well, I, I don't know if you got your head in the game. Yeah, yeah. No, I th- I th- I'd see probably not this way. But not the other one either, like yeah, having, uh, as you yeah. said, the structure that follow where you're at. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 mm. I, I do understand the, you know, like the fake it till you make it kind of thing. Mm. It's like, um, I, I get it. But to me, that's more a reflection mm. of something that is missing from, mm. missing from your mindset. Like, to me, it's better to create the problem, yeah. then find a solution rather than find a solution for a problem mm. that doesn't exist. Yeah, true. Because you're creating more yeah. complexities for Mm. for yourself it might depend also on industry because there are some industry here have a lot of coaches for example network marketing where there's a lot of law of attraction ish (laughs) part where people who actually believe in themselves end up like that fake it till you make it has a limit but sometimes actually manifests (laughs) yeah uh, okay so i mean yes but would it really matter Mm -hmm. like if they had the structures, I mean, is it setting a structure, which was the thing that made them made them? Well, I, I think you're right. If you have the mindset, you don't need that to give yourself permission. Exactly. Without, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You, you don't need things ex- outside yeah. of you, external, yeah. to yeah. give you permission okay. to take actions. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so d- that's my take. Up- on it. Update it so it's not blocking you, but using it as a strategy is probably not the best idea because you could do it uh, internally. That's, that's what I think. Mm. Yeah. We're going to arrive at the end of the interview, but I'd love to ask you um, something you could tell the listener who wants to go from that uh, self-sustained freedom lifestyle solopreneur to, okay, I want to build a bigger business with a lot of impact, hiring people. Yeah. So you talked about hire someone immediately. Yeah. Do you have um, maybe a couple of other actions they could take right now? Yeah. So I think maybe what is maybe underrated or undervalued is, uh, or is sometimes it's difficult for people is is partnerships mm. um i think there's just you know so much value in partnering with people uh, the the saying that i have is this one plus one equals 11. Mm. like the, the right two people combining together can make something explode that you couldn't do on your own or that person couldn't do on their own mm. so i think people should be really have their mind, their their eyes, their minds, and their hearts open mm. to that. Um, so, 
don't go bringing anybody in as a partner just for the sake of it because Monty said partners are cool. Um, it, it really does need to be aligned. Um, but I think uh, I've seen a lot of, and my personal ex experience has been, um, you know, I've probably pushed away some partnerships before with the idea of I need to control everything, mm. right? So, and that's often difficult when you've got a small pie and then you think, oh, I've got to give away half my pie. Well, now my pie is really, my share mm. of the pie is really, really small. But what could you create? You know, what? how big could that pie mm. get working with somebody? So that's mm. definitely one thing I, th I think um, people, yeah, definitely should be doing. And then you have levels of partnership that might be less binding. So you have the business partnership that you often compare with a, a marriage, right? But for example, um, for me with network marketing, I have business partners where it's like we have the freedom. Yeah. But even doing this podcast with you, it's some it's kind like of partnership that's less binding. It's like a strategic alliance. Mm. Yeah, for sure, yeah. 100%. Um, yeah, I mean, people should be doing that one regardless. I mean, that's just mm. a business Yeah, but on top tool. of it, having a business partnership. Yeah, so yeah. I, I, I guess where I'm, uh, I'm, the context I'm bringing that into is if people are looking to build something yeah. substantial, yeah. then don't be afraid of giving away half the yeah. pie to create a bigger pie, mm. is what I'm saying. Mm. Because that in itself, if you want to talk about the law of attraction, mm. is you surrendering yeah. to something bigger and giving up control of, mm. I'm giving up control of, I surrender to what is here, yeah. right, to something that mm. potentially could be bigger. Mm. Interesting that it's, it's a bit similar to hiring someone that letting go of control and trusting that creates exactly that scaling a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Um, yeah, you want something else? Yes, okay. Um, one more, uh, I mean, we had unpack your business, which is I think a, a, an action people could do like unpacking now your your tasks yeah the uh, the yeah. un the unpacking is 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 powerful for anybody at every stage of the journey um if you think of like let me go back to the idea of that clearing a plate of 80 mm percent -hmm. um everybody understands the 80 20 principle um if you like if i said to you today give away 80 percent of everything that you do mm -hmm. you'd be like no that's not possible mm. right because your mind can't comprehend it if i say give away 20 percent, it's like oh that's reasonable mm. do that four times in a year well mm. that's 80 percent, <laughs> right so you, you do that the second year well mm. you're left with four percent mm. the next year you're left with 0.8 of a percent yeah. right so that should always if you want to grow something that has to be the mindset mm. right i love it and that's something easy to integrate every three months unpack give 20 percent. exactly and then mm. the thing Amazing. at the, the then eventually you end up at a point where, you know, I, I say if I wanted to start a business, I could come up with an idea, I could put the people in place, I could invest the money, um, and I might have something up and running in six weeks, mm. right? Richard Branson, he mm. probably gets the idea, picks up the phone, yeah. two, has a two-minute conversation with somebody, and then he's building something in six weeks, mm. which is 100 times bigger than what I can comprehend, mm. right? So there's always levels to get mm. to. And if you look at somebody like Richard Branson, it's like people want to go from where they are at to Richard Branson level. Mm. Well, uh, I don't know that that's mm. possible. But if somebody wants to prove me wrong, then great. <laughs> um, but that's the same idea. Mm. It's just at a different scale to a different mm. level. Yeah. Thank you, Monty. To finish this interview, I'd like to speak a little bit about your podcast, sure. The Rabbit Hole. Yeah, yeah. Um, why do you do it? Um, so... I think I'm a pretty philosophical kind of person and mm -hmm. I like digging beneath the surface on, on people. Mm -hmm. um, what I like to, I do talk about some controversial topics and mm -hmm. some things that mainstream might consider to be conspiracy theories mm -hmm. as well. Um, I don't kind of push the boundaries on any particular agenda. Mm -hmm. um, but what I like to do in the rabbit hole is have conversations which is mind expanding and stretching the boundaries of you know what people thought are possible so that they can hopefully create a new paradigm for themselves oh, i never thought that before mm. let me try that right so it's not like trying to dictate somebody should, should be vegan or they should eat all meat mm. or whatever it is it's like 
let's educate you on some mm. on all ends of the spectrum so you can open up some new ideas um i, I think so much of the of humanity's problems is just because people are stuck in a box mm. right and their minds are fixated and stuck on no this is how this is the way things are mm. and i think if i'm here for anything on this planet it's to rip the shit out of that <laughs> right and basically pull apart no you live in a mm. you're living in the freaking matrix right and if i can give people one little insight to ex- expand their mind give them a greater level of awareness or to try something new mm. experiment on something then i'm super happy for that we're talking about spirituality business um nutrition mm. health nature all sorts of things mm. um yeah it's it's super fun yeah i've, I've listened to some I, it was i really like the one with uh, with ryan and also with Gavin Dentes that I've had previously in, in my podcast. That's yeah. always really interesting. And uh, how can people listen to it? Yeah, so um, well, just find me on Instagram, um, Monty, M-O-N-T-Y, hook, H-O-O-K-E. Um, yeah, just look for me there and then you'll see some some posts and mm. the links in the bio there. So that's probably the easiest way. Or go to montyhook.com. Nice, and that'll be in the, in the show notes. Thank you so much, Monty, for um, this podcast, for everything you're doing, because uh, I can really feel you're, you're very aligned with that mission of um, helping humanity reconnect with, with um, our, our Earth and a, a more beautiful um, new Earth in general. Yeah. So thank you so much for, for um, having built that success and uh, really wanting to give back. Thank you. Much appreciated. And thank you to the listeners who took some of the precious time to listen. Thank you for taking some of your precious time to listen to this podcast. If you stayed until the end, I assume it was insightful. If you like this podcast, please share with friends. Remember that if you tag us in your Instagram story at the Light Leaders Podcast, we will repost. Tell us what you've learned. You can also leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. Now, if you think I can help you grow your sole mission business, you can register for a free 15-minute coaching call with me. Go to www.thelightleaders.org slash free call. Thank you again, and let's co-create the Conscious New Earth together.